joining the show now is Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos. And Will, it's been a little bit. Hopefully things are going well for you. How are you doing? Doing well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a good time to be an Argo, but it's about to get a whole lot busier. We've got football signing day coming up. Of course, just released our schedule, basketball, hitting that home stretch. But, man, baseball, softball, tennis, golf, all around the corner. Spring is about to sprung on us, Drew. Yeah, and thank goodness the weather started to feel a little bit nicer. Than I was getting tired of the rain and the 40 degrees and 50 degrees. I'm glad that we're getting up into the 60s and 70s. And as you said, baseball and softball and golf right around the corner. Uh, speaking of uh, the, the uh, basketball teams, the, the women's and men's teams are really rolling right now. We'll, we'll stick with women's first and then we'll go to the men's. Ten wins in a row. Coach Yelton ties the all-time wins record. And then they got a big one coming up on Thursday uh, but looking at how they've played here, is this what we kind of expected going into the season Coach Yelton did with the group that she had? Yeah, absolutely. With the talent she brought in and the experience level those those young ladies have, you know, Division One transfers and some really talented players, and then putting them with two returners who are super special and Jacqueline Jarnett and Zoe Pillar. Yeah, you know, they're 15 and 5. They've won 10 straight, 14 and 3 in the conference, and really positioning themselves well in the region, which is what's important for the NCAA tournament down the road. But, you know, you win 10 straight, obviously you're doing things really well. And then, of course, Coach Yelton hits that 183 wins, got a chance to become the all time winningest coach. But, yeah, this is what you expected from this group. And it took a little time for them to find their rhythm because, really, you're bringing in seven, eight new players who weren't here last year, it takes a little time as a unit to develop. And now you're seeing the benefits and the, and the fruits of that. And honestly, at 15 and five outside of the first game of the season against Eckerd, who was ranked and we didn't shoot the ball at all and, and got beat pretty handily. Every other loss, the other four losses have all been single digits. They've all been games that came down to the final possessions. Two or three of those, frankly, this team should have won. One of those is an overtime loss. I mean, this is a team that could easily be sitting around right now, 20 games in at 19 and one. That's how good they are. Will Kennedy joining the show right now. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you as well because looking at you know those close games, sometimes you have to be a little bit lucky. Other times, it's you know you you, you have to put the ball in the hoop. And they've been very good outside of that. The men's team, just along those same lines, they've had a couple of games where that have been closer, haven't really gone their way, but they've won four games in a row. You get Latrell Tate, who's been playing well and has stepped up alongside Daniel Sofield. Those two guys have been leading the way from a scoring perspective. But you you look at just the statistical nature of that men's team, it's led by Tate and Sofield, but you've also got other guys who contribute, whether it be with points, rebounds, assists. They have a little bit longer rotation uh, in terms of the depth that they have, and, and they've really seemed to get things going here, getting back to above 500. Yeah, but we'll do that to you. And what that has done is a little bit of an undersized inside interior post player in, in the Gulf South Conference, which has some some big bodies through rolling around. I mean, any given night, you're going to face guys who are built like NBA players. And and Dell holds his own, you know, at, at six five more or less. And he's not, you know, he's not a wide body. He has really played exceptionally well lately, doing a little bit of everything. But you know, having 20 points and 10 rebounds in a couple games, those type of efforts, and that. You throw that with Tate and Dan Sofield, and Sofield's starting to shoot the ball a little better. They've won four straight. Obviously, they're not where they want to be in the conference record, six and ten now. But you look at the standings, the top eight teams are going to go into the GFC tournament, and then, you know, you get hot and anything can happen. They're positioning themselves. They can pick up a few more wins. All of a sudden, they'll go from 
outside of that tournament group to inside that tournament group. That could all happen even this week. So you want to be playing your best basketball at the right time, and this is the right time to be on a streak like this. 100%. They're, yeah, they're only a game or two away from getting into that top eight, or I mean, even further up than that. Uh, speaking with Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, he's joining the Sports Drive now on ESPN Pensacola, the ESPN Pensacola app. Football uh, schedule released. Uh, the, the interesting thing when looking at the press release in the description of of uh, of Chowen and and uh, Erkin, uh, or Ekren joining the conference, uh, Chowen the only one this upcoming season. But it, there's a little bit of movement going on here within the GSC, and I, I don't know how how UWF stands on that. But you look at the movement in and the movement out that's going to happen over the next couple of years. What do you make of this movement that that's happening within the conference and then the formation of other ones that'll see a couple of teams that are normally in the GSC and have been exiting here in the next couple of years as well? Yeah, it's a temporary stop gap, unfortunately. And you get Sean and Erskine that'll come in, but they're going to the Conference of Carolinas after 2024, along with Shorter, who will play one more year in the GSC, and then they're going to jump and they'll end up in Conference Carolinas, as will North Greenville. So you're losing two teams, and for the next two years, great. You got, you know, you've got that extra game, that extra opponent with these two other teams, so you don't have to play somebody twice. That, that's that's nice if you like that. Yeah. But you're looking at 2024, six football playing members in the Gulf South Conference, and that's just not really doable scheduling wise. It's going to make it too hard. So we're hearing that you know Alabama Huntsville, who plays other sports in the GSC, may be adding football. They had had a Division Two hockey program. And I think they even at one point were playing Division One hockey. They've dropped that, and so now football is a possibility and looks like a likelihood for them. But, you know, it's, just, it's a shifting college football landscape. And in the course of the next two years, I mean, what happens if, if another team jumps to Division One out of the GSC or who knows? And so it's, this is a difficult time for the conference and obviously working feverishly behind the scenes to figure out are we going to combine with some other conference? Are there new members out there potentially to come in and bolster the football ranks? We're pretty healthy everywhere else in the other sports, but it's, it's a blow for football. But it, it looks nice for next year. I mean, we you know not only do we have the full mm-hmm. GSC schedule, but you know adding a team at the end um, instead of having to play Mississippi College, for example, twice, we get to play that that big game. We've been trying to set this one up with Florida and M for years, and it's going to happen in the fall. Fantastic stuff, and it'll be the first in-state. Uh, D1 matchup that UWF has had. And, and and along the lines, too, real quick before we jump into some of that schedule, with is there any inkling or thought with maybe with Dave Scott and even Coach Nobles and the evaluation of the program that I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but depending on how things go, maybe they look at the possibility of joining up with a new conference or jumping up to the FCS level. I mean, is there any thought process and that obviously with the success that UWF has had from a football perspective they've been very very good it, it would it be too soon to make that jump to D1 what exactly do you think is that process or that timeline if you will over the next couple of years with all those changes that we talked about I think a lot of it is the unknown and kind of you know depending on where the conference goes and all that but you know every year we get calls from FCS conferences hey you guys interested you think about moving up and a large part of that's because of the success, not just football, but all the Westport mm. athletic programs, you know, being so competitive and winning those conference championships. And obviously the GSC is a wonderful place and, and you know, we've got some great rivals in there. We enjoy competing in all those sports and we've had, you know, 
unprecedented success in GFC. So not looking to go anywhere right now. And, and you know, being honest, if we're stepping back and, and really look at the situation, facilities-wise, that's one of the things. We're not we're not ready yet. Now, obviously, yeah. we don't have a football stadium, but we're renovating the field house right now. It, it's a big jump, and really, for, for those that don't maybe understand the process, it's not just moving up, and it's not just moving up in football. It's moving up in every sport joining a conference. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, your travel's different. And rule of thumb is you, you really, from the D2 level, you've got to double your athletic budget to really compete at that level, at the Division One level, no matter what conference you're in and where you go. And, and you look around, and, and some places have done it well, and then others, like North Alabama, are struggling with the whole thing. And it's uh, you really, you know, you got to have somebody come in. We'll, you know, we would have consultants come in. We do all the time and look at our facilities and look at our structure and try to figure out how that might work. I, I really think what's going to happen, Drew, is the all the whole of college football landscaping is going to change in the next couple of years in a couple potentially drastic ways. And that may that may make it an easier switch or more, you know, something that you have to do or you have to look at and consider. But right now focusing on D2, but um, I think that's always there on the not-too-distant horizon. Yeah, a, a very gettable schedule uh, for, for the Argos this year. They start out Kentucky Wesleyan, McKendry, then that game at uh, Florida A&M, and then you jump into GSC play. One of the noticeable things, Will, with the schedule is there's not one point in the season that they have back-to-back home games. They have back-to-back road games twice, but it, it, there, there's a lot of at home on the road, at home on the road. Uh, when, when you're getting into GSC playing, you know, we look at some of the other teams around you at Delta State, home against Valdosta State, at West Al, this year at North Greenville, you're home against West Georgia. Is there any game or any stretch that stands out to you in particular in the road for the Argos to get where they want to be at this season? I think it's the back half of that schedule, no doubt about it. And, you know, you have a couple of times uh, road games where you're going to, you know, be at and, and you know back to backs even where you're you're at a Delta and a West Val. It's great to have Valdosta at home, uh, but there's there's that run there where you're playing, and it's almost unavoidable in the GFC. It never lines up where it's like you know tough opponent, maybe easier opponent. Sometimes you're going to have to play two one two back to back, but it's all about those games. It's all about beating you know the West Georgias and the West Vals, the Valdostas of the world while also understanding you get your best shot from Mississippi College at the end of the season, potentially. And, you know, last year we had to, you know, we had to squeak it out against North Greenville. I mean, it, you know, there's no there's no weeks off. and so, But it does, to me, look like it's those, you know, we're playing 11 games, probably that final five uh, that's going to decide, you know, kind of where we are and, and, you know, potentially playoffs and maybe seeding. And, you know, new staff in and some changes in the way that they'll do things and, uh, there's a lot to be excited for next year, but I think there's more unknown than we've had in a while going into a season. Yeah, Coach Noble's coming in along with the the, the other guys who he's bringing in. Some of, some of the staff he is keeping, it seems like Coach Noble's, at least on social media, looking ahead to signing day, is really pumped up for the guys that he's got coming into the program and then obviously what signing day will bring. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to hear his perspective on it uh, w- regarding what he's had to do so far, but... From what you've seen, it seems like the program is obviously in a very good spot, but, you know, Pee Wee and Shamari and and Caden Leggett and some of these other guys, the offensive line, others who have not entered the transfer portal and have stayed, others who have even ha- even have entered and have withdrawn themselves from the portal on the defensive side of the ball, there, there seems to be a positive energy with what Coach Nobles is bringing to the table, and I, I think that obviously it's all going to pay off 
down the line. It's just a, maybe a question of how soon do we see those changes take a positive effect with this program, whether it be as soon as the spring and getting into this year or whether it might take a little bit more time. Well, this is funny. Somebody kind of the other day was like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say they were saying they were disappointed with, you know, Pee Wee Jarrett, for example, the season he had. And, and obviously Austin Reed, that's a whole different deal. And what he's done at Western Kentucky does tent our conversation. But look at look at the numbers Pee Wee Jarrett put up. I mean, is, is there a better quarterback statistically in the nation coming back as far as number of touchdowns and, you know, what he did for the offense? I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find me somebody that you yeah. go, oh, yeah, I'd rather have, rather have him than Pee Wee. Now, he's coming off an injury, but, you know, so you're getting that guy back at quarterback. You're getting – an all-American running back back in Shamari Mason. So you've got, you know, and those guys you mentioned, the Will Breelands and Anthony Johnson Jr., who went in the portal but came back. And there are some holes to fill. I think what's really interesting, what, what to watch on signing day is, is kind of, one, you know, Caleb Nobles and his staff are really trying to put roots in with local high school football programs and, and making that a point of, you know, emphasis for, for what West Florida UWF football does. But also, this is what's been weird, and you, this is you trickle down from the top level. COVID, the portal, you know, extra years. Guys are playing six, seven, eight years at places now, you know. Um, that has backed up the system. And programs like UWF are now having to look and go, whoa, we've got, you know, three guys in the running back room that are all got one year of eligibility left, and that's who we're relying on. Or we've got, you know, whatever the position, you pick it. I think there's been a, a little bit of we've got to we've got to create some room and some space to bring in high school kids and start developing them, you know, because all, you know, what you don't want to do is all of a sudden the cupboard's bare, you know, and and that might have been a little bit some levels of what happened to Valdosta last year. I, I can't say for sure, but I mean that that's a real concern. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see. And I say for any you're a fan of any team, you know. It's, it's nice to get a bunch of five-star recruits. It's nice for whoever to say you got the best, you know, top five recruiting class or you're number one. Mm. But really look at where your knee areas of need are. You know, do you need some offensive linemen? Do you need, you know, are all your receivers, your top receivers, seniors? You better be, you better be building for the future behind that with signing day. And so um, I think that's going to be a big thing for this program on Wednesday is, you know, look at, look at the high school kids they're bringing in and what positions they play and, you know what? You know, how, are they kids that can come in? It's hard. It's hard to find a Will Breeland who's going to come in and play as a freshman and, and play at the level he did. Uh, you know, for a lot of the others, it's like are they going to come in and develop and be a year or two down the road ready to come in and contribute for you in a big way? He's Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos. Will appreciate the time as always. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of days. Uh, stay healthy and stay well, and we look forward to this upcoming season and all the other stuff that are that the Argos have with baseball and softball and all the spring sports that are coming up as well. Absolutely. Uh, a little bit away because we're on the road with basketball, you know, for the next uh, two weeks more or less. But the 16th and the 18th are the last two home games for basketball. Hopefully we're still riding the win streaks yeah. on the 16th. That's the play for K game for the women. So they'll be, you know, honoring legendary coach K. Yow. So where you're paying for that game. And then the 18th for both teams will be senior day. So a great chance to come out and, you know, honor some of the, some of these student-athletes who have put in so much time to make UWF a great place. Fantastic stuff. Will, appreciate the time as always. Have a good one.